You're listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Holy crap, I can talk again. I think I can. It's a little labored. In case you didn't know, I, uh... How long has COVID been around? <laughs> Probably longer than we think it's been around. But that shit finally, uh... Got into my face somehow and uh, infected my body and... For a good week and a half there, my voice was like, ah, uh, I would have done the podcast last week like this. Uh." (coughs) Well, doing that voice made me, (laughs) see, I haven't got it all back yet. You can probably hear it a little bit. And I don't know if that's COVID or if I'm just uh, not a good speaker anymore, but. Yeah, that sucked. I was only sick for like about four days. And it just kind of came and went. It, it's, ugh, I just, I'm pissed off about it, okay? Because I took a COVID test and I took one before I left for the last trip, which was to Chicago for the, um, uh, I think we talked about this last week or the last time I did an episode. Um, how long has it been? Like about two weeks, I guess. I took a test before I left. I took a test between Chicago and Detroit, where I went to see my mom and hung out for a couple of days. I took a test when I got home. I got these little, like, uh, they, they give you like eight a month. At least that's what I get with my insurance. And they're like the little home test. You stick it up your nose, you put it in a little bottle and you, you dripped on the drippy thing. And then it tells you if you've, you know, got COVID or not. And all of them were negative. So then I'm, I'm starting to feel a little sick. I'm, I figured, and, and I do this to myself occasionally because I'm dumb. I, I sing a lot when I'm on the road in the van, I sing loudly because I don't do that here because I'm respectful and I, I live in an apartment. You know what I mean? I've, again, no use for a house, don't want a house. But right now I'm in an apartment and, and I got neighbors. And even though they're rarely respectful to me, I'm always respectful to them. So I'm not here singing at the top of my lung. I've been a singer my whole life and it's something that I miss. So when I'm in the van, I'm belting it out. And, and you know, I, I figured when I got home, my sore throat was probably due to that. And then I also fell asleep with the fan, like, directly on my face. Like, and, and, and that dries me out, and I'll snore if that happens, and then I'll get a sore throat, and then I'll wake up with the sniffles. And I'm figuring it, it, it happens. It happens more than I like to admit. And also just being on the road, sleeping in the van, all the different environments, all the different uh, weather, all the different, you know, I mean, from here to Chicago where it was muggy and hot and like death hot to Detroit where it was rainy the whole time. And then uh, on the way home, I stopped at a couple places, you know, it just, 
it could be a lot of things that I had the sniffles and a little light cough and a sore throat from. Never in a million years at this point that I think it was the trendy, you know, the trendy virus. I just. So then I get home, I took another test, again negative. I took it the day I got home. So, you know, a day later, I'm, I'm starting to feel all those symptoms and everything. And the, I go pick up the kid. And um, the day I pick up the kid, I start feeling like kind of ugh, like just lightheaded and tired. And I'm going, okay, this is weird. Like, and I, I don't know if the kid gave it to me or if I gave it to the kid. I probably gave it to him. I, I have no idea. But then I tested positive. And then he tested positive. And that's how I, I took another test because... Uh, his stepdad called me and he was like, hey, he's got COVID and he's sleeping. And he's fine and I'm fine, but he's you know back in the school and everything. And he's in high school now, which is crazy. That's another whole subject. <clears throat> but I've taken like four tests since then. I'm almost out of them. I got two left. And I'm, yeah, I'm negative, 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 negative. It just pisses me off. I'm trying to figure out, like, how did I get it? Was it just some passing some random person at a gas station? Was it, you know, what was it that who gave this to me? Why didn't it show up on all these other tests that I took? And, you know, great. I passed it to my kid. I made my kid sick, which is like the most horrifying thing. I, I can literally say I'm, I'm pissed off about it. That's the reason I'm pissed, mostly pissed off about it is because I made him sick. You know, his last week before going back to school was, you know, sitting in his room. And that pisses me off. And I feel horrible about it. And they just had a big uh, tragedy in their family. They lost a very young, close family member. And uh, I knew the guy as well. And he was a great kid. So they had that. And then they have this on top of it. And it's a good chance that it was my fault. So I, I, I think I said this last time we recorded. I just feel terrible about it oh and um yeah but you know you can't change shit so all you can do is apologize which i have and all is good i still haven't seen the kid though i honestly i've not seen my son but for two days since i got back from the last trip it's been almost three weeks now and i'm i've this is the longest i've never seen him i talk to him every day but it's like I don't even feel like a dad right now, and you know I'm, st- <laughs> I'm going to start choking up talking about this. It's bad enough my you know daughter, who I just met a couple years ago, lives in Detroit, and I don't ever get to see her. But now my son, who lives 20 minutes away from me, is like, you know, he's a teenager. He'll be 15 this year. He's in high school. He's got all these things going on. He's on the, the golf team now. <laughs> he's, you know, doing things, and it's, and I don't have any part of it, and it really freaking sucks it really does and then you know the sickness just made it worse like way worse i don't know i'm supposed to pick him up today i haven't heard from him you know it's one of these just you know (laughs) i tried so damn hard to be a good dad and and always be there and and then when you're kind of just like i'm not forced out of the picture by any means but just it's happening that whole thing that you know as a as a dad and for you that out there to have younger kids they're going to grow up and they're going to they're still going to need you they're just not going to realize how much they need you and they're just going to be doing their own things and I did it to my parents and you know I had a horrible breakup with my parents when I moved 
out. I didn't even move out. I was kicked out. Um, should we talk about that? I don't know. I think I've covered that in the past. Maybe I have. When I was 17, I I was lying to the Ritz in Roseville about uh, my age. <laughs> uh, I was a you know, handsome young man with hair down to my waist and I was kind of popular in the in the rock scene, the bar scene, the band scene, managed a bunch of bands, worked for different clubs, and they all thought I was at least 21. I guess I carried myself that way, but um, I would show up. In the beginning, I was just filming for my Detroit Live TV show, which I would just interview local bands and show band stage footage, and uh, that elevated into other things and bigger bands and whatever, but I would just show up, and uh, I remember... It was either a guy named Tiny or Ray were the two, like, these large dork people. And I still kind of know them, you know, through Facebook, whatever. But I would just show up and just hold up my camera, which was this huge camera. And they'd be like, just wave me right in, like, past the line, past anything. I'd go up to the bar. They'd give me a beer. And I was 17 freaking years old. I could have brought that place down if they would if I would have been caught. But yeah, from 17, 18, 19, 20, all those years, I just hung out at these bars and they waved me right in. And eventually I started working for these bars. And geez, man, um, <laughs> they, they, to this day, they kind of, you know, give me the side eye, like, yeah. <laughs> I pulled one over on them, but I was having a good time, so who cares? And I was doing a pretty cool TV show back then for public access, for McLean Hunter Public Access, which then would distribute the tapes to all the other little local cable companies in town. It was uh, it was an interesting time. That's uh, Read the book, okay? It is being written, too. But anyway, completely forgot where the hell I was going with this. <sighs> Where the hell was I going with this? Holy shit. I just got like sidetracked and started talking about other things and oh yeah, why I got kicked out. Um <laughs> I uh I was up there one time with my friend Dwight Dwight who I he, he got real trumpy <laughs> and I kind of had to like just go, yeah, I think we're good, man. Um you don't have to stay in touch with everybody and I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. It just got really weird and really Trumpy. Like that whole four years with Trump thing really cost me a lot of old Michigan friends. I, and I just I can't stomach stupidity, so I just have to get like just block it, go away. Uh, we had a good run, you know. <laughs> it's like well, I'm out. Um, it's a shame that I you know let politics but it wasn't even me it was it was them with all their shit and i'm just like the constant barrage of dumb shit oh man i could name like five people off the top of my head uh, that i'm not going to but i i really could I'm, there's there's faces and names flashing in my brain right now of all the people i just had to unfriend i know that's the most brutal thing you can do to somebody these days is unfriend them potentially block them whatever um, oh geez. So many of them. Anyway, uh, I was with Dwight and we went to see a band called danger danger. They were never really a huge band, but they, uh, you know, they, I think they had a song called naughty naughty or something. And that was about it. I, anyway, they were playing at the Ritz 
and uh, we got to know them a little bit. I don't remember if I was filming them or not, but there's these two girls, Angela and Cherry, and I was in love with Angela. She was just... I, I'm having trouble remembering what she looked like, but I remember she had these like blue eyes that were only like second to mine. And we, we kind of looked like brother and sister. Now that, I, now that I'm really like searching my brain for an image of her face, I wish I would have a picture or something, which I don't. But, um, I remember me and Dwight were like stuffed into the back of a Ford Fiesta if you're not familiar with the Ford Fiesta, they're about the size of my shoe. And there was those two driving. There was only front seats and then a back seat. It was like the original smart car, but a little bit bigger, but not much. And Dwight was like this big muscular guy, man. He was like, he always, I was always a little embarrassed to be next to him because he was such a like amazing good shape. I don't even think he worked out, but he was like this crazy good shape. <clears throat> anyway, um... So we're stuffed in the back of this Ford Fiesta. I remember we're sleeping on each other, basically. And they drove all the way across the state to Grand Rapids. That's like four hours or something. And it was daylight by the time we got there. And we stayed. And here's the thing. I was living with my mom and dad at the point. My mom and stepdad. And we, uh, Dwight was a little bit of a, a thief. Like we would. And I kind of got into it with him as well. We would rip off like uh, Toys R Us and, you know, just different places. And it was never me that did it. I I think he knew somebody that worked there. And it was, um, it it was really, I remember we had this big box of like Sega Genesis controllers that we returned after stealing them. Like, how stupid is that? But we returned them. Then I bought a bunch of like wrestling things and like whatever. And it was really just a weird situation. Anyways, uh, apparently we got busted for that, but I didn't even know about it. Cause I was in grand Rapids with cherry and Angela and Dwight. And I guess the cops came knocking on my mom's door somehow. I don't even know how they got my address. I don't know how they got anything, but they came knocking on my mom's door and like, they were looking for me or something like, I, I don't know the story. My mom would have to tell it. Um, I should call her <laughs> and be like, Hey, what happened? Uh, but this is pretty, pretty much what she told me. And, uh, I don't want to bug her, but in grand, we were there for like a week and a half. And this is before cell phones. This is when long distance calling was really expensive. And, I think it was, it would have been like a $5 call and that doesn't sound like much now, but back like in 90, whatever, that was a lot of money. Um, <clears throat> also they didn't have a phone. That's right. They didn't have a phone and I had no money. Dwight had no money. Uh, like I said, there was no cell phones that, that didn't even exist. And I remember trying to make a collect call a couple times to say, Hey, I'm, you know, hanging out with these girls, which would have not gone over well. Um, and I remember trying to make a collect call a couple of times, but I didn't know how I was dumb. I was just, what? 19 years old, uh, 18 years old, something like that. I was just dumb and I didn't know how. And then I, you know, I'm with these girls and there's things that are happening. Lots of sex. There's another girl named April there. I was with all three of them. <laughs> I, I know I, I'm a, whatever. I was, I was 18. What do you expect from me? Okay. I was with April. I remember twice. I was with cherry a couple of times and cherry was a bigger girl and like, April was this weird redhead. Oh, I got to get into that. Here's a sidebar about April. She was my first crazy chick. 
And what I mean by crazy is like I, I never I've never done drugs in my life, but I've been around them more than most people, like way more than most people. I faked doing drugs because I just wanted to be cool back then. Nowadays I'd be like, get that shit out of my face, you dumbass. Stop doing that. But April was obviously on something. And I remember like we were, you know, doing it, and she would just be like I love you forever. I'll cook for you. I'll clean for you. I'll I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I, this is before what I, I even knew what the word submissive meant. She was totally that. Like, like nowadays, I know what to do with that. Back then, I had no idea what to do with that. And I, I was still in love with this Angela girl. But I'm having sex with April <laughs> and her friend, Cherry. And at different times, not at the same time. That would have been fun. But I remember... Angela was knocking on the door asking for me, and I found out a couple days later that she had a thing for me as well, which was weird because I had no idea. And she had a boyfriend that looked like Kip Winger, which made even less sense because he was hot as hell. Anyway, I remember she was knocking on the door, and I didn't want her to see me with April, so I <laughs> like like pushed April off of me. And I didn't realize how hard I pushed her. I feel really bad about this to this day. I actually, no, I don't. But April fell off the bed and hit her head on the on the wall. And I didn't, I didn't push her. I didn't. It wasn't like a like get the fuck off me. You know, it was just like oh shit, like one of those things. And I just I remember faking sleeping. And I'm quite sure they heard. It was a small apartment, and there was like ten of us in there. And I'm quite sure they heard April, um, and they knew what was going on in there, but. April fell off the bed and hit her head and there was like a hole in the wall. And that was a whole big argument. Uh, Cherry was the owner of the apartment. She was not happy about that. Anyways, Angela walks in. Was it? No, 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 no. Not Angela. Deanna. Deanna was her freaking name. Oh my goodness. Why am I, why did I say Angela? That's so weird. Deanna was her freaking name. And, um, not my daughter's mom. There was a Deanne, but Deanna was, uh, she walks in and I'm over there pretending like I'm sleeping on my side with my back to April, who's on the floor going, Oh my head. And anyways, that like, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> this whole time I'm trying to find a, an avenue to go down here. Cause there's so many ways I can go. Like I can talk about the, you know, them helping Angela who had a big welt on her freaking forehead. And then, but I'm, I'll just stick to the story. Um, I didn't call my parents at all. They had no idea where I was. As far as they knew, I was a criminal who's dead in a ditch somewhere. And yeah, that was rough. Anyway, it was like about a week and a half. I had no ride back. We rode there with the girls. And it took like, oh, and like I said, there was no phones. I didn't know how to make a collect call. I had no money to make anything. I, I, I don't even know how we ate. We ate leftover, like, I remember them ordering pizzas, and I remember we went to a gas station. This is how small this car was, this Ford's Fiesta. We were at that gas station, and me and Dwight picked up the car <laughs> and moved it to the sidewalk in front of the bowling alley. Oh, my God, I need to call Dwight. I need to be friends with him again just so we can... uh Talk about that. Two teenagers pick up a car, this Ford Festiva, and maybe there was somebody else with us, but, and then we moved it as a joke. Anyway, so we finally get home. Um, we get a ride. I remember we went back to Dwight's house, and Dwight, who had a car, took me to my house, 
and there was a note on the door. And all I remember is the first line, you made your choice. Like, I didn't make no choices. And there was a key taped to the, to the note. And I'm like, what, what? I didn't understand what was happening. Like, I had no idea this was, I got hit in the face with this. I was kind of ignorantly expecting to come home and just be like, oh, hey, how you doing? But no, the door was locked. The locks were changed. And there was a key to this note telling me that all of my stuff has been loaded up and put into a storage bin. Talk about reality kicking you in the nuts. I'm, I'm 17 or 18. I don't know what to do. Like, I am on my own now. So I remember there was a girl involved and I don't remember who she was, but I remember a girl took me to the storage place and sure enough, it was cram packed full of stuff. And there was a, there was my uncle Roy, who I barely remember, but he gave me this statue of a pilot. It was made, it looked like it was, it was gold, but it looked like it was made of chalk or something. And it was really cool. It was a pilot. He had his pants down and his boxers showing and, I think it said, why, yes, I fly or something like that. And he had like the you know, pilot's leather hat on with the goggles. I would kill to have that right now. I would freaking kill to have that thing right now. It meant so much to me. And I remember it was broke and I was freaking mad. I didn't even care that they kicked me out. I was just mad at them for breaking that. And it was this cram-packed this storage place. Everything I've ever owned is stuffed in there. And I guess they were paying for it. So, I mean, thanks for that, but. Um, like as close as my mom and I are today, the stepdad's been gone forever, but, um, it's, it's wonderful. And it's crazy that we're so close today after the breakups that we had and the arguments that we had. But I, um, I just remember thinking, wow. And I don't remember who that girl was. It was, it wasn't Kelly. This is before Kelly, um, who I just actually saw in Michigan after like 20, five plus years of not seeing her. I think it was 27 years. I haven't seen my ex-girlfriend Kelly. Uh, she looked beautiful. We had a good dinner. We had a good time, walked around Plymouth, Michigan, fell in love with that city. Uh, I'd love to see her again anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sitting outside the storage place and there was a girl there. And I don't remember who she was. And I just realized I was homeless. I slept Outside of there, there used to be a like a little wooded area behind Dwight's house, and in that wooded area, there was this little clearing, and there was a wheelbarrow there. Um, I slept out in that wheelbarrow for like a week, and then I just I couldn't do it anymore. Like it's kind of funny. Like if I tried to sleep in a wheelbarrow right now. I don't think I could do it. Like I, just from comfort's sake, it's kind of funny what your body does when you get older. But um, I, I just remember staring up at the stars, going, "I'm I'm homeless. I no longer have parents. I have no money, no car, and I'm you know a teenager." And I'm like, "Oh my god! Like what? How did this happen? Like I have a TV show on McLean Hunter Cable. I'm a big star. Like how could this happen to me?" Anyway, that was one of those uh, wake-up moments, and I don't remember even trying to, to apologize and come home to my mom's house. I don't remember that. 
if I did, I may have. I don't. I remember just being kind of helpless. And they would still help me from time to time. Like, I remember, like, finding a car because of them. And that helped out a lot. Eventually, they helped me move into the dysfunctional real world, which I'll talk about in another time. Uh, Maybe later. I don't know. Um, But I was really, um, really sad. (laughs) It was a very sad. Then I moved in with my grandmother, and then I stayed with her for like three and a half years, ran up her phone bill and ate all her food. Um, I just visited my grandma's grave uh, just a couple weeks ago in Michigan. And I always apologize when I when I'd go there. I know graves are just symbolic. Grandma's not in the ground, you know. She's been the lights have been off forever. I don't believe in afterlives and all this stuff. Uh, I believe in energy. I believe in your body dissolving into the universe again, and the bugs eat it, and they poop out, and they feed other things, and the grass grows, and that's what I personally believe in because I have actual facts to back that up. But I still symbolically apologize every time I go to her grave because, which I had to dig out because it was so overgrown that Oakwood Cemetery in Brownstown, Michigan is, um, yeah, it's the shit. So they don't take care of anything. Anyway, um, took out my entrenching tool, dug out her grave. I didn't, no, I didn't dig out her grave. I'm saying I just cut around the headstone so they can at least at least be seen. Um, but I always apologize for that. For I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a stupid, stupid teenager and, you know, into my stupid, stupid early 20s. And I'm, I'm, I've always felt bad about running up her bills and eating all her food. I would wake up in the morning. She would make a dozen scrambled eggs, a package of bacon, like a whole pound, uh, like several fried potatoes, like several potatoes, uh, a roll of biscuits, and this woman was 98 pounds, maybe less, and would eat like a plate the size of my hand. And I would just eat this from like morning to like noon. And then for dinner, we'd make something. And, you know, my grandma taught me how to cook, taught me the basics. But yeah, I always apologize. <laughs> Sorry about that. I wish I could really tell you how much I apologize and how much, uh, how grateful I am. I would love to hear the stories from her. I really would. That's the only reason. I mean, no, it's not the only reason, but it, it's the main reason I wish my grandmother, I mean, she'd be next year. She'd be a hundred. You know, So I, I get, you know, it's probably time to go, but I, I wish, I wish I would have just put a camera in her face. I had cameras. I didn't think about this stuff. Nobody thinks about that when they're young. But I wish, like, I just would have put a camera down there and interviewed her and said, tell me all about your life. Tell me all about your grandparents' life. Tell me all about everything that you know, why you can still remember. Because I know nothing. I know nothing about our family history, which is why, you know, I don't put a big stock into, you know, lineage and all that stuff. I know my mom. I know my kids. I barely knew my, I mean, I knew my grandma, um, a couple aunts and uncles, but I don't know anything. I don't even know what ethnicity I am. I don't, I have no idea. And I don't care. Maybe that's why I'm so like downward looking about other people when they're so proud of their family history and they're so proud of their, you know, they'll get their last name tattooed and across their belly. And I'm just like, 
Maybe that's why I'm so independent about everything, politics and, you know, I don't believe in religion, organized religions. I don't, I, I just don't partake in anything because I've never had anything to partake into. This last name Bishop, I made that up. You know that. It's, you know, my son's last name is legitimately Bishop. Mine is basically. But I figured since I didn't come from anything, I'll just start something now. Anyways, I'm getting off the boat again. Um, so, yeah, I got kicked out at 17. <laughs> and when I look at my kid now and his growth spurt, kid's getting tall, he's getting, you know, getting into things. And is there jealousy um, from that side of the family? Of course there is. Of course there is. And I imagine they have jealousy, too, when they see what, you know, the stuff that we've done over the years. You know, with all the TV filming and all the adventures and all the travel and everything, I imagine there's some of that. It's it's human nature. Of course it is. Am I jealous that there's another person out there that has the, the title, even if it is stepdad, it's still dad involved? Of course I, I've been jealous. The, the guy's a wonderful guy. And, and I'll put him over huge because I'm just... Do I wish I had the big family unit here? No, I don't. I'm not, it's not my thing. I'm a, I'm a different breed of cat, okay? I'm not a community guy. I'm not... Um, <laughs> I dislike most people to include myself at times. I, I'm just... Uh, I'm different. But he gets to have what I bring, and he gets to have that family unit that they bring. And they have a huge family unit, you know, brothers and sisters and grandpa and grandma and aunts and uncles and... and it's Their Thanksgivings must be, must be insanely just populated. And I, I miss that sometimes. I, not often. He's got a sister over there. You know, he's got, I'm, but yeah, I'm jealous. Absolutely. I am. It's human freaking nature. And you know, when I've seen my kid two days this month, not by choice because of sickness, because of travel, because of my job, because of his new schedule. You know, it's it's heartbreaking for me. It really is heartbreaking. He is all I've got in this city. That is it. That's it. I'm alone 90% of the time outside of meetings, the occasional date or something. It's like, that's it. He's all I've got. And it's not a woe is me thing. It's just, I'm just stating a fact. So I think my cat's snoring. I I can't forget my cat. I have her. (sighs) Anyways, I need to get off this subject. I didn't even have, I have a whole page of things to talk about and none of it has been covered yet except for the COVID thing, which I'm about to start coughing again. I'm not going to edit this cough out. I'll turn away from the mic because that's respectful, but I don't want to infect people through the microphone, down the cable, through the interface, down to the computer, over the internet, and then through your speakers. And I, I'm sure that could happen. Achoo. See, now you're sick. I've been struggling with um, toilet seats. Didn't see that one coming, did you? I have been struggling with toilet seats. Yes, I live in an apartment, so they provide toilet seats. But I, what's the word? Bougie? Is that a word? Bougie? Bougie? 
I'm a little uh, bit of a toilet seat snob. Um, when I'm sitting on the porcelain throne, I like to be comfortable because I'm getting a little older and sometimes it takes a while to get off that porcelain throne. So I, the toilet seat that they provide is usually some plastic piece of shit and I don't want that in my life. I just don't, I have no use for a plastic piece of shit toilet. I don't want it. So I bought this wooden one. I thought was wooden. It's not wood. It's panel. It's a panel covered toilet seat with a plastic one inside. I figured this out because a little bit of the paneling kind of split. And every time you sit on it now, it pinches my ass. It's a pain in my ass. Legit. And I've had that toilet seat for a while now. And every time I sit down, I sit lightly, but I still get that little pinch on the ass and it pisses me off. I'm mad about this. So I ordered this really cool one. It was like this rock and roll toilet seat had like the devil horns on the cover and you open it up and it says rock on. I don't know. It was the only one I could find that I could be like, okay, that's stupid. I'll just buy that one because my whole bathroom is ridiculous. Just signs and stupid stuff hanging on the wall. It's like a little museum in there. I just like to make myself and my kid laugh, even though my kid thinks I'm lame now for doing it. Whatever. Um, it was done for you. You know, maybe you should think about that someday, kid. Uh, so anyways, I get it here. I have a round toilet. It's an oval seat. Doesn't fit. Have to return it. Go to Kohl's with a big old toilet seat. Take this back to Amazon. Crap. So then I go to the apartment. I'm like, look, I need a new toilet seat. They bring me this flimsy plastic piece of crap. That's all we got. Okay. Take it back. I don't want it. <coughs> so now I go to Home Depot the other day. Oh, what's this? A new toilet seat. It's round. Perfect. Got it. It's the most expensive one they got here. It was like $42. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, whatever. Just give me the most expensive one. It has to be the best one, right? Wrong. I have a bidet attachment to my toilet. It's wonderful. It cost me like 60 bucks. If you, if you don't have a bidet on your toilet, get one. It's a freaking game changer, okay? I have, and I've said this before, I have the cleanest butthole on the planet. I guarantee that. I guarantee it. There are people soaking in mineral spring water for hours and they're, they're, you know, with they they think they have the cleanest butthole in the world, but they're wrong. They're wrong. And on a side note, you still have to wipe your ass. Okay. You take a dump. You don't just turn it on and spray because then the poop goes everywhere. And that's another mess you have to clean up afterwards. It's disgusting. When it comes to my toilet, I want that thing spick and freaking span. Spick and span. Is that still a thing? It sounds, sounds like a, something that may have been canceled. Spick and what? Or what and span? Um, so yeah, you still have to wipe your ass. Wipe your ass good. Wipe your ass until it's all gone. And then you turn on the bidet. And mine has a strong, cold, very cold stream that just goes like about two inches right up your butt. And... Where's this been my whole life? I mean, just, I don't like things in my butt, like nothing like less loving than a finger, not past the knuckle, a tongue, if she's really nasty. Um, <laughs> sorry, kids, if you're listening, sorry, mom, if you're listening, but uh, like the stream of water, like going up there, like, and it goes right. It's perfectly lined up, like just perfect. Oh my goodness. I'm thinking about it right now. It's like, yeah, that's nice. Anyway. Wipe first, then spray, and then wipe later. And literally, you could blow your nose with that same tissue after you wipe because it's that clean. 
I know that's disgusting, but it's very true. So anyways, um, this toilet seat that I just bought sitting over there back in the box is like the most complicated toilet seat I've ever seen in my freaking life. Just give me two holes, two screws, the things that go in the bottom of the screws. That's all I need. Why do you have to be so complicated? It makes no freaking sense. So it didn't fit. This is my third attempt at buying a freaking toilet seat. And I'm pissed off about it. I am. It's ruining my life. I, I enjoy pooping. I do. It's a great way to lose weight. I'm always happy after I poop because I go weigh myself. I do a before and after. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's dropped two pounds. just like that. Boom. But I want to be comfortable when I'm pooping. So I'm going to go back to Home Depot. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Who knows? And um, try it again. I might just buy the same wooden panel one because the mechanics fit my bidet. I... I just know it's going to split eventually. I'm not a, I'm not a small man. I'm a fat dude. Like seriously, right now, I was so proud of myself like three months ago, two months ago, four months ago. I lost 35 pounds. I went from 270 down to 230 and uh, whatever the math is. I don't know. Every, five pounds is nothing to me. I go up and down five pounds like an, an hour, it seems. It's crazy. But I was so proud of myself. And now right now I'm at 248. I gained 18 pounds back and I've been doing this my whole freaking life. I mean, I know, I know it's going to kill me. It's going to stop my heart. Eventually I, it's, it's good to know how you're going to die unless a car hits me or a truck or something. But uh, like if it's natural causes, Oh yeah, my heart's like, I'm out, dude. Like you just got to make up your mind, be a fat shit or be, you know, a less fat shit. Because um, my ideal weight is like 215, and I'm at 248, and I've been up to 280, and my that's the highest I've ever gotten. When I first moved to Colorado, uh, my face was hanging off my face. I was 280 pounds. I was miserable. I wasn't wrestling. I wasn't singing in bands. I wasn't doing anything. I was just I was a security guard at a hospital or at Dillard's or something, and and that's that was my life. I freaking hated it. I was with uh, my son's mom and a very, I mean, she's a wonderful mom, but we weren't meant to be anything but his parents and perfect. That's fine. It was a very passionless. <laughs> uh, I wasn't at my full potential. I didn't feel like I was good enough for her. I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like I was good enough to be a dad. I didn't, I just didn't feel good enough to be anything. And then I remember I got down to like 220 pounds. I started wrestling again all over Colorado. I started singing for a band named Ginger's Hotter. And the weight, you know, went down. And then when that all that goes away, it goes back up. And then it goes back down. And then I meet a girl named, you know, Valerie. And it goes back up because happiness makes me eat. And then when we broke up, I got down to like 196 pounds. Like, I just, I'll show her. I'm going to get sexy as hell. Yeah, and I did. I started singing for a cooler band and I started, you know, really uh, wrestling was taken off and I was doing really good. And I was like 200 pounds and it was like, damn, man. Okay. This is how it is from now on. Cool. I was getting all the women. Like I was getting like guys interested in him. I remember being at Whole Foods and this guy named Ryan, I'll tell you how I knew his name, comes up to me at the dessert, you know, display that has all the desserts. And I was like looking at some things I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't eat that. And then when I got to the checkout, there was a bag with a guy named Ryan and his phone number. Nice talking to you. Um, 
Guy bought me a cannoli, man. Think of the imagery there. Big cream stuffed uh, pastry, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I was feeling really good about myself. And then slowly over the course of however many years, packed it all back on. Got back up to 270. And then um, I went vegan and got back down to like 230. And then I got off the vegan thing, went crazy, got back up to about 260. <clears throat> I mean, holy crap. Then I lost a bunch of weight, got down to about 230, got back up to, uh, what else, something happened. I got up to like two, almost 280. And then I went on this big freaking exercise crash diet, got back down to 230, and then I gained that back. And then the latest attempt, I was, I was back to 270, and then I got back down to 230, and now here I am again at 248. My heart is going to freaking stop. I don't have the answers. I don't know what to do. My mom's in the same boat. She does not know how to lose weight and stay healthy. I do not know how to lose weight and stay healthy. I'm addicted to food. Like I said, I've never done drugs. I've only been drunk about 20 times like in my entire life. That's almost 50 years. That's pretty damn good. Um, and all of those have been on stage, just about. I imagine there's maybe five times wasn't on stage. The other times were singing in bands and being on stage because... Helps me sing, loosens me up. Anyway, I'm sitting here at like, you know, almost 250 and I'm, I'm pissed off at myself and it, it really fucks with my head because I'm getting older. Listen, I'm still single. I'm getting older. And lately I've been wanting something with somebody, but I, I used to turn heads. I used to hop off stage and freaking pick out two girls and say, do you know each other? And they go, no, we'll get to know each other because we're all going home together. That shit worked. Why? Because I was fucking cool and I was fucking hot. Now I'm just like, if I tried that right now, they'd kick me in the nuts and punch me in the face and leave me in a ditch somewhere. I, I And I still have like the same, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I still talk to beautiful freaking women. I you know have dates and but they don't go anywhere. And it's, I'm not like, I feel like everybody's like last choice. (laughs) And 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 it's funny because up until like very recently, I've not wanted a relationship. I've not wanted to share anything with anybody that's going on in my life. And, but lately, like I've been going on a bunch of dates and you know, they just disappear or, Hey, you know, we're friends. Or, you know, I'm with somebody and they got somebody else, you know, and it's that happens a lot. I, for years, for decades, have been a wonderful backdoor man. And if you don't know what that term means, it's just a guy that comes in the back door and leaves, even though they come in through my front door. So it doesn't really metaphorically make sense, but you get it. It's I'm the alternative. I'm the uh, the side piece. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a boy, so I'm not a fuck boy, but. Yeah, I mean, that's been going on for a long time. Like, if every dude out there knew that. (laughs) And here's the thing. I would never do it to a friend. I would never do it to anybody who treats their, their partner well. I would never do that. But if you're a douchebag and your woman is obviously looking around, here's the thing. If if your woman's coming to me, there's two things I know about her. A, she's not strong enough to just break it off with that or doesn't want to. And B, she's human. Men have forever been associated with, oh, I want to get as many vaginas wrapped around me as possible. 
whether I have someone I love or not. It's just human nature. It's caveman shit. Women are the same. Don't tell me you're not. You, even if you don't act out on these urges, you still have those urges. You want as many dicks as you can possibly get. Big ones, nice ones, hot ones, sexy ones. Even the occasional fat old guy like me. Dick, 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 dick. You love the dick. You got to try out all these dicks. See what's going on. I'm getting a little bored with the dick that I got at home. So I'm going to go out there and find a dick. Trust me, everybody's cheating on everybody. Me, I'm just honest about that shit. When I meet somebody, I'm like, yeah, not going to be the only one. If you can't deal with that, then, then you probably shouldn't be with me. And that's probably why they disappear or, you know, just come around ever so often. And here's the thing, though. Right, right now, I'm cool with one. I am. I'm really cool. And I've made efforts recently. And even those efforts just don't seem good enough. They don't. And I'm sorry if you're one of them that's listening, but I'm trying. I'm putting myself out there. And I know there's different situations. And I know that I, I, I have this thing where I know that I'm good enough. I do. I know that I'm a, a, I can be a wonderful man. I can be very nice. I can be very giving. I can be very supportive. But where's that shit in return? So there's a lot of reasons that are keeping me single right now. And um, I'm bored with all of them, to be honest with you. I'm just bored with it. I'm sick of fucking waiting on people, whether it's, you know, the, the network upgrade or waiting for my book to come out or waiting for people to approve things or waiting for people to call me back on Comic-Con stuff or waiting for someone to say, okay, let's freaking do this thing. Let's be a thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm fucking tired of waiting for people. Yeah, you've got your own shit going on. I get it. Well, don't turn the light green when it's actually a red light. It's just, or even a yellow light or whatever pause light would be. I'm just tired, man. I'm tired. I'm getting older. And I know I'm not, here's the thing. When you're in your late forties, and I've said this a lot, when you're in your late forties, I I think I may disagree with myself when I'm in my late fifties, but I think the late forties, early fifties is like, that's the time when you just get it. You know what life's about. You know, you're going to be dead soon, whether it's 30 years or 30 days or 30 minutes, you know, that life is coming to an end. You're on the downward slope of this thing. And it's like, I know what I know more than you, you know, and I just, Mm. I think I'm arguing with myself right now. And you know what? I don't even want to talk about this. How did I get in on this stuff? Here's the thing. You know, I got some other things I want to talk about, but I'm just at that point also where it's like as, as, as tired as I am for waiting on people to make up their freaking minds. Guess what? I've already made up my mind. And if you don't fit, if your little piece doesn't fit into this big ass puzzle, then so be it. That's fine. But don't keep me on the line. And I'm not talking to any individual. I'm talking to a lot of people and I'm talking for other people too. If you're just kind of friend zoning somebody and, you know, dropping the occasional flirt and going, eh, maybe, maybe that's just somebody who wants a lot of dick is all that is. I'm not ready yet, but you know, maybe someday. And in, 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 in their heads, they're like, well, f- what it, 
So I'm just going to put my shit on fucking pause, wait for you? Yes or no? <laughs> it's simple as that. I am a fuck. I'm, I may be a chubby old guy right now, but I'm a damn cool chubby old guy. And I'm freaking nice. And like, I'm like a very good dog that you can have sex with. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm loyal and I'm trusty. And uh, I'm good at doggy style, yeah. Anyway, speaking of dogs, um, Alex Jones. <laughs> I Here's the thing. Even before Alex Jones was like immensely popular with stupid people all over the country, I would call into his show and challenge him to an organized fist fight for decades. I have been challenging this asshole to a fight for about 15 years. Um, maybe that, maybe 10 years. I don't know, but it's been forever. And I'd always get the same thing from his people. Like, like they'd be like, who are you? I'm like, well, don't worry about who I am. I'm just an independent pro wrestler that wants to beat the shit out of Alex Jones. He's talks tough. He says he's tough. Like, let's, Make a thing out of it. We'll donate money to charity. I don't care. I just want to punch him in the face. Never got anywhere with that because I'm not a big name. If I was, uh, you know, a little higher up the entertainment food chain, then I'm sure that we would have gotten some kind of feedback or made some kind of media buzz about it. But no, not at all. He's a pussy. And uh, I, I wanted him for decades, whether it was at the end of my fist or just something bad to happen to this piece of shit. And why is he a piece of shit? If you don't know who Alex Jones and info world wars are good, don't look him up. Just forget. I'm even talking about this. Just fast forward, whatever. But for those of you who know, you know, he's a piece of shit. He's a hate speech, freaking like garbage, fake news asshole. He's one of these QAnon Trump tards. I'm fucking hate this guy. He was a Trump tard before Trump was even like he was still on The Apprentice. Like, I, I really honestly, if there was 10 people, they, they, like if let's say there is a God and he comes down and he goes, hey, Brandon, uh, you can get rid of 10 people and erase them from history. Alex Jones would be near the top of that list. And that's how much I freaking hate people like him and him and people that follow him. Like, literally, you are the dumbest demographic that this country has to offer. Seriously. How dumb do you have to be to follow somebody like Alex Jones and invest a minute of your time into something like InfoWars? You're stupid. You are a stupid person. And if you've got a problem with me saying that, that's your problem because you're not worth my time. Anyway, finally... Something very bad has happened to Alex Jones, and it's making me very happy. I don't watch the news a lot. <clears throat> Sometimes I'll click on something on YouTube just to catch a highlight of, oh, great, the world's going to end. And I'll talk about that in a second. But Alex Jones uh, was going off for how long has it been? Almost a decade about the Sandy Hook uh, school shooting massacre, terrible thing, calling it fake, calling the parents crisis actors, uh, saying the kids never existed. This whole thing is fake and blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, Alex Jones and fuck anybody who believed him. 
and I mean that from the bottom of my cold, crusty subcockles. Fuck you. You are a piece of shit. So these parents, they get together, hire some pretty good lawyers, and now they, they're asking for $150 million and they may still get it. Uh, but so far, it's $50 million. Make Alex Jones a greeter at Walmart, and there's nothing wrong with that job whatsoever. But for someone like him, it would kill him from the inside out. Make him a common person. Take that freaking money that the stupidest people in the country have given him for decades. Take it away. Because without that money, he is nothing more than just a blowhard piece of shit. And there's always going to be people to support him. I'm sure he's going to put out a GoFundMe and, you know, support Alex Jones and InfoWars, which you can't watch on any social media now, which is fantastic. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you, YouTube. Thank you, Facebook. You've blackballed the piece of shit. I don't know if Parler is still a thing, but I'm sure he's on there, but... And he'll still have millions of people giving him money. So he'll, he's not going to be a Walmart greeter. He's not going to ever have to you know, lift a finger. But this piece of shit, fat-headed, big-toe-looking piece of garbage uh, is finally answering for some of the shit that he's been spewing out for decades. And it makes your friend Brandon just tingle with delight. I'm so happy. I'm so freaking happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> I still, though, to this day, want to beat his ass in a public format, and there's no doubt in my mind that I can. I want to. I just. I want him hurt physically as well as financially, and hopefully, this will set a precedence for other blowhard, fact, blasphemy, junky pieces of shit that are out there. That if you go ahead and defame people, and if you pass fast uh, false logic around, and you, you're spewing obviously debunkable conspiracy theories, all in the name of selling protein shakes and whatever the hell else he was selling on his on his Infowars show, humiliate this piece of garbage, humiliate him. Just because you have the gift of gab doesn't mean you can use it for stuff like this. I have the gift of gab. I can talk for freaking 24 hours a day. I really can. I can talk until my vocal cords say, nope, you're not going to talk anymore. And you know what? I can make it somewhat interesting. I can make it, I can make it motivational. I can make it damning. I can make it brutal. I can make it happy. I can bring out any emotion that I want to bring out in myself and in the viewer or the listener. I can do that as well, but I would never, ever, ever go down the InfoWars Alex Jones right uh, route because I'm not an asshole. I can be an asshole. Anybody can be an asshole, but I'm not this level of asshole. Like, I want you to think of an asshole. Like, spread the butt cheeks apart. There it is. A big, hairy, sweaty, smelly asshole. Not me because I use the bidet, but... That is Alex Jones. Like that's like I can put the two pictures next to each other and go, I don't know which one's the human and which one's the asshole. I don't know which one is Alex Jones. They look the same. F that guy and F everybody who listens to him with any kind of fervor of confidence. Fuck you. But um, yeah, that makes me so happy. <laughs> and I'm glad it happened before the end of the world because have you noticed... 
there's a lot of stuff going on and more than usual. I've been around for a while. I've, you know, I've been in kind of a news junkie in the past and, you know, the world is supposed to have ended 10 times by now, whether it's meteors or nuclear war or, you know, whatever it is, uh, global climate, which is, you know, heading our way. But I think it all kind of ties in together. Let me go ahead. You know what? I'm going to do my own InfoWars, but I'm going to do a fact-based InfoWars. You ready for this one? What is the number one problem our planet has right now? I'm waiting. Oh, that's right. This is recorded. Um, the number one problem that our planet has right now is overpopulation. If we keep going at this right and the um, population continues to grow around the, around the globe, the resources that are already depleted aren't sustainable. The changes that our overpopulation and our industry and our just f- fucked up, carefree eh, about how we live is not sustainable. There's not enough room for all the trash. The planet's already rebelling against us because of overpopulation. There's not going to be enough food pretty soon because global climate change is killing off all the wheat, killing off all the farms, killing off. There's no water in Nevada anymore in the Lake Mead or whatever it is where all the states like Arizona, California and uh, different surrounding states, they all get their water from there and it's down hundreds of feet. It's drying up without that water. Guess what? No food, but that's just one part of it. And and I think that the powers that be that own this planet, and yes, we have owners, you you know this, you have to know this, and the owners of China and the owners of the United States and the owners of Russia are probably not the people that are put on TV. Uh, They they have have people that they answer to. And and you have to know this. (laughs) It's not a conspiracy. It's logic. So they know that overpopulation is a problem, a big problem, as I believe they knew in World War II and World War One and all of these different uh, major population adjusting events. <clears throat> there has never been a time in history where this planet needs, needs to drop a huge percentage of the global population. There has never been a time, let me say that again, in this planet's history where the human race needs to be dropped a good 20%. Maybe they thought COVID would have done that, no? Um, I mean, it helped a little bit. We lost a couple million people, yeah. But those people would have, we always lose a couple million people. I don't have the answers. I'm not going to give you any, um, like I said, conspiracy theory insights of what's going to happen. I don't know. But look around what's going on right now. China. Um, this has been a problem for decades. It's been a, uh, a sleepless night for a long time for a lot of people, especially if you live in Taiwan. 
But Taiwan wants to be an independent country. China says, nope, you're a part of us. That is basically the, uh, the gist right there. The United States has put Taiwan under its uh, security blanket, saying that if China attacks Taiwan, the United States will attack China. People, first of all, if the United States and China went to war, both of their economies will collapse. And I've said in the past that it'll never happen. But then I start thinking of the powers that be. What two countries, well, there's also India, but what two countries need to drop their population more than anybody? China and the United States. Also Mexico and India. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of them. But if the United States gets involved and NATO gets involved and then all hell breaks loose. Alexa, how many humans live on Earth? According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the world population today is approximately 7.91 billion. 7.91 billion people on this planet. World War Three. I don't think the world will have a nuclear war. I don't know. It could. It could be that stupid. Maybe in randomized, unimportant locations that you know people don't care if they rebuild or not. Um, but I, I, unless it's a terrorist type of thing, I doubt a nuclear bomb will go off in New York City because it's too valuable. Could I don't know. But a war between the United States and China will also escalate into a war between Russia, China, and NATO. I got a package, apparently. Alexa's busy. Alexa, what's my notification? One new notification. From Amazon Shopping. Ooh. Two months ago. Alexa, stop. I don't want to rate a package or a product. I, I do that on the phone. I don't mind. Leave me alone. Don't, don't do that. Anyway, um, so yeah, you've got Russia, various places in the Middle East, uh, China versus NATO. India will get stuck in the mix somehow. Pakistan. 7.9 billion people. I'm just going to do a basic guesstimate math. I know that's false narratives, false facts, but if we got rid of 3 billion people and knocked the world's population down to 4 billion, 4.9, 5 billion, whatever, that would do nothing but in, in return, and I, this is horrible to say, in return, that would do nothing but positive things for the for the entire planet. It would. Think about it. The survivors, there's more for the rest of us. <laughs> it's a terrible way to look at it. But what other way can you look at it? What's worse? What's worse, killing off a big chunk of the population all at once in a like 10-year battle or something, or waiting 100, 200 years when there's 10 billion people on this small little blue floating rock and, and then we all start starving slowly? Because you've already fucked up the planet. I have too. We've all fucked up the planet. It's done. It's done. We can't go back now. Even if we went to complete solar, complete, um, I mean, yeah, we can fix things. COVID proved that. 
for a year, you know, people stopped driving for a year. People stayed at home and things got better. People are shit. I'm one of them. I'm shit too. I still fill my trash can every single day with a bunch of garbage. And then I put it in a big metal box outside. What happens to it after that? I don't know. And I don't care. That's all right. I, I do. I do care. But when I'm doing it, I don't think about it. I barely recycle. Not that that does anything because that just goes to the same shit the trash does. It's just, there's no right answers at this point, people. We've fucking lost. We've fucked the planet up. And the only way to even remotely fix it is a global freaking war, unfortunately. Lose a couple billion people here and there. Yeah, you know. I don't want you to get killed in a war. I don't want no bombs dropping on this city. Of course, they don't want it to happen. The planet does, though. The planet, I mean, for war, the planet looks at war like the Orkin man coming in and getting rid of some pests out of your house. We are the pests. So when I see that they're killing people in Afghanistan, some Al-Qaeda leader, and then now you've just honestly, and good, some people deserve to die, whatever. But <laughs> that's not going to be how the kids there think about it. Oh, they just flew a drone here and killed somebody with a flying Ginsu knife. Cool. Now we hate America. <laughs> Okay, now we got a new generation of people that hate us. Awesome. So you got that, you know, you got those people that hate us. You got the whole Ukraine thing, which is still going on. They just bombed a nuclear plant. Like, how stupid is this shit? A war in 2022 should be like, just what? <laughs> There's a lot of things that should just be like, what? You can thank uh, religion and greed and all that money and politics and. You know, the powers that be moving things around on the map. You can you can thank them for that. We have no control, man. It's a big club, like George Carlin said, and none of us are in it. It's not even a big club. It's just a little club. They make the moves. They make the... Uh... And if you're listening, for some reason, like everything's being scanned and they hear me talking about this, I, I want to join the club. Help me out here. Like, I'm going to be on the big... Uh the big board of, of directors there. Like I, I'm an entertaining guy. I can talk. I've got ideas, you know, help me out. <laughs> Give me a job. I don't know, man. I think, uh, there's a lot of pieces in place right now between China, Taiwan, Ukraine, and Russia, uh, the usual suspects in the middle East. I think there's, um, and it's always been this way, but I think lately it's literally a spark away from being uh, an inferno. I think it's going to be bad. I feel bad for making kids at this point. I love my children. I do. I love them more than anything. But I think that they're in for some shit. And I wish the kids in China 
And I wish the kids in Russia and all the kids here and everywhere would just say, you know what? Enough of you people. Enough. Done with it. I'm done with the hatred. Done with the divisiveness. Done with the everything, the the inherent programming. Like you gotta be smart, kids. But kids, you know, some of them are smart, just like my generation. Some are, some aren't. They're they're facing a lot more right now, a lot more distractions. They're glued to their phones, they're glued to stuff. They're and, and we were too. We were glued to toys and cartoons and but I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just an old paranoid guy. Maybe it's always been this way. I'm just paying attention to it a lot more. I lived through the 80s with the nuclear threats of, you know, I watched the day after and um, cried myself to sleep. Thinking that the world's going to go up in a big nuclear explosion when they taught you how to hide under a desk. <laughs> But now it's just, it just feels different. Again, it could just be me that feels different, but there's a lot of pieces in place right now. And nobody's, what, what positive has happened? The James Webb telescope? Cool. We can look at the stars better now. Never going to get there. Not unless the entire planet comes together and says we're doing this. But we, why would we even think about going to the stars until we fix this place up to where we like it? That's like, <laughs> it, it just doesn't make any sense. Our oceans are polluted. Our air is polluted. The polar caps are melting. The sea levels are rising. New diseases are popping up here and there. Animals are migrating to places that they uh, have never been before because they have to. Whether it's fish or birds or whatever, things are moving around on the planet. Shores are being flooded out. Cities like Miami and places in Italy and things like that are no longer going to exist in about 40 years. I had so much shit to talk about. I'm not gonna though. <laughs> I'm already an hour and 10 minutes into this thing. I usually like to keep it around an hour. Um, I had some fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, let's get to some of it. I don't know. Watch the new Beavis and Butthead episodes. Um, that's, that's come out on Paramount plus. I like it. It's good. Is it the same? No, but it's good. It's, it's the same, but different, you know, little things that purists, Beavis and Butthead purists like myself are going to, you know, go, eh. Like when they change the theme song just a little bit. They change the opening graphics just a little bit. I mean, it just, but you have to change. You have to grow up and show, hey, this is new. We're doing something new. Cool. I mean, I was so happy when they cut away to uh, just a couple of mini, like YouTube videos and stuff that they were making fun of. And, uh, they made fun of some country star, which was God freaking perfect. So funny. Uh, the stories are good. The escape room one was good. The, uh, the special one episode where Beavis and fire were talking was, I mean, I love it. I'm glad they're back. It gives me something else to watch now, unfortunately, but I, I'm so glad I just, I, you know what? My generation, and you're going to disagree with me if you're not in my generation. If you're in my generation, you're going to start clapping your hands and go, yes, 
my generation is the greatest generation. I'm not saying I'm the greatest human being, but I'm a part of the greatest generation because we remember before the internet, we remember when Beavis and Butthead was new on MTV, when MTV played music, we remember before cell phones, we remember before all that stuff and we survived and we thrived and then we moved into all this new stuff and we're still figuring it out and thriving and and surviving. I love my generation, the eighties and the nineties. They were freaking great. And when a piece of that comes back to me, it just warms me up, makes me, gives me something to look forward to. So yeah, that's that. Um, I even like the movie, the dude, do the universe, whatever. I'm thank you. Paramount plus for doing that. That's cool. Thank you. Mike judge for coming back. And again, serving up a nice slice of my childhood. I'm, ugh, I love that stuff. Uh, cat stuff. Uh, Marcy J cat. Where is she? She's been sleeping a lot lately, which has been great because it lets me sleep a lot. She doesn't wake me up in the morning anymore, but she's been getting like really clumpy fur, like clumps in her fur, like way more than she ever has. And it concerns me a little bit. uh, So I wanted to get her groomed. Do you know how hard it is to get a cat groomed in Colorado Springs? Now, if you're out there and you're listening and you live in Colorado, I'll even go to Denver. I don't Pueblo. I don't care. I'll drive an hour and a half with my cat to get her groomed. Um, I, I hate this process. I called up one place. They're scheduled out until like September. I called up another place and, um, it was like 150 bucks. My cat weighs like 10 pounds. It would take 20 minutes to shave this cat. I'm not paying you 120 bucks. Found another place that does it for 35 bucks. I'm like, Oh, great. Perfect. Cool. But I have to have proof of vaccination for my cat, which She's 18 years old. She's never been sick. She's been in the house. She's not around other animals. I'm not getting needles and a bunch of shit pumped into my cat. I'll take the vaccine because I'm out there. I'm around other people. My cat is not. She's not around other animals. She's alone in this apartment or with me, and that's it. I'm not pumping a bunch of chemicals into my cat. Sorry, okay? That's usually when they start dying is when you take them to the vet too much. True stuff. She's 18. She still plays like a kitten. She's a happy cat. Leave my cat alone. But I can't get her groomed without a proof of vaccine. So I'm sitting here with my ball shaver, my manscaped, who should sponsor me, and shaving clumps out of her every single day. It's really freaking frustrating. I've had her shaved before. She wasn't vaccinated then. So I don't... No, I don't... And I called that place, and that was the place that scheduled out until like late September. It makes no damn sense. Anyways... So I've been kind of spoiling her lately. I bought her a new water dish, which she took a little while to warm up to. It's like this, there's like a gallon of water in a thing and it sprinkles out through a filter and it's got a big blue light, which I kind of hate, but I think she hates it too. But if the bitch is thirsty, she's going to drink. I got her this cat backpack, which folds out into a cat tent so I can take her places, which I haven't yet. But if I have to take her to the groomers, which if I, if I find one or whatever, uh, there's that. And she actually loves this thing. She hated her other cat backpack. She would never go in it. She'd fight me if I had to put her in there. She loves this one. I just leave it on the floor, leave it unzipped. She crawls in it, rolls around, digs in there, whatever. Uh, so that's fun. And then I bought this little laser thing that you just click a button. It's like a lazy cat owner's laser toy. You click a button and it circles all around and does different patterns and everything. She chases it again. She plays like a kitten, fully healthy cat, almost 18 years old this November. I uh, love my cat, and she's been wonderful lately. So that's the latest in cat news. 
Um, <laughs> Super Ultra Megacon had a couple of good meetings recently, uh, media buys and just uh, taking on different partners and everything like that. It's a very slow process. I need to get vendors and sponsors. That is my life for the next two months. And uh, that's uh, December 10th and 11th, Colorado Springs Event Center. Uh, the <laughs> upgrade to a TV, which was supposed to happen in May. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, April. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, June. No, I'm sorry. Still hasn't happened yet. Uh, r- running into bugs left and right. Now we're having problems on Roku. It's like it's, it's been cursed. And I'm pissed off about it because I hate it when I'm expecting something. And, I, and there's plenty of time to get it done. And it doesn't happen. This is, again, I said this last week when I was pissed off, and uh, I'm not sorry about anything I said, but this is my freaking life. This is my main source of income. This is how I hold it all together, and you're fucking with it. People, do what the hell you say you're going to do. Do what you say you're going to do. Do it when you say you're going to do it. I do. If I can figure it out, the rest of the world can figure it out as well. It's getting a little old at this point. I don't even know. I don't know when the upgrade's going to be. Um, I confidently told everybody it would be June 15th. <laughs> We're at in the middle of April now, or August now. So, um, yeah, that's that. My next trip uh, for a TV filming uh, will be to from here in Colorado to Orlando, Florida. And uh, we'll be filming uh, with the w- Women's Wrestling Army again with uh, Maria Canellis and everybody. Um. Yeah, so there's that, and uh, then we'll be filming with uh, the Aeons, Aeana and Aeon crews for uh, Scavenger Hunt and for Too Sweet, hoping we can get some filming with uh, Rob Risens for Bad People, Bad Places, Bad Things, and uh, what else do we do down there? Reach it out to Chelsea Green, haven't heard anything back, apparently, um, you know, uh, (laughs) it's whatever, man. Again, it's one of those things where, yeah, we're going to do this, yeah, 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 and then it's like, Anyway, um, that just comes with the business, though. And she's a busy lady, and it is what it is. So uh, that's coming up in uh, September. I'll be gone for most of the month of September. But while I'm here in Colorado, I've been really taking, uh, taking my time trying to fall back in love with this city. Again, if you stay at any place too long, you'll see the cracks in the pavement, and you'll start to hate it. I've been here since 2006. That is a long freaking time. That is seven years. Isn't it? Wait, no, it's more than seven years. 2006, almost 17 years. Duh. I can do math. Um, I've been here for a long time. I'm trying to fall in love with the city again. Uh, I've just been exploring almost every day, every other day, filming it for the Asai TV Life show because I have to do content. We release a new episode on YouTube every Monday and Friday. Check it out. Subscribe to the channel. Helps me out a lot. It is a monetized channel. So every time you watch and watch a whole episode or whatever it is, it really does help me out. So watch the damn episodes. They're really, really interesting. Yes, there's like household names on this YouTube show and there's stuff all over the country and Lots of travel, lots of van life stuff. It's very interesting, and I'd really appreciate it if you watch. Because right now, nobody watches this freaking show. I watch other YouTube channels that like shows, and I'm like, my show's way better than this. More interesting places and people, and this guy gets six million views for eating a Wendy's cheeseburger. How is this freaking possible? It makes no damn sense to me. And and, and I know there's reasons, and I'm 
I do a lot of things on these episodes and a lot, the greater population doesn't know what a side TV or an aside TV life is. I get it. If I just started a channel for every little thing, like, Oh, let's go around and, uh, let's go to sex shops, you know, and just rate dildos or something. Then I'm sure I'd get a million views and make a freak ton of money and be the dildo guy. I can be the dildo guy. I can be. And there may be some huge changes coming up to that. I'm doing okay, people. All right. My health is fine. I'm a little chubby. I'm over COVID, but what I'm, I'm doing all right. And mentally, I think there's a few things going on. Again, I'm alone most of the time. Again, I've kind of put myself out there recently and I've seen zero results from that. And I'm tired of waiting for people. I'm, there's a lot of mental things going on. I miss my daughter. I miss my son. I miss my mom. Um, it's not a woe is me gimmick. I don't ever want anyone to think that. Um, I mean, I don't care what people think, but it's really not a woe is me deal. I'm not saying, Oh, please pay attention to me. Oh, please love me. Oh, please. And that's none of that. There's just certain things that you expect in your day to day. And the worst part is when you expect them and it's been confirmed and then it doesn't happen. That's just the worst stuff. And you know, there's some work related stuff, just, you know, a couple of relationships that I'm just done with. I'm just tired of being jerked around by people. Um, I'm not that guy people. Okay. I don't care. And I said this last week, I don't care how important you think you are, how big of a star you think you are. Guess what? None of that matters. It doesn't. This is my life. Again, this is how I make things happen. This is my source of income. This is my baby. This is my creation. And it's going to happen the way I want it to happen. If you don't want to be a part of it, don't be a part of it. No biggie. No biggie. Sure. Losing somebody who's a big mega star could really, you know, hurt business, whatever. Business is one thing. My mental psyche is another thing. And I just don't have it in me anymore to put up with anybody's bullshit. So I'm not gonna. Simple as that. If you want to date me, you want to be in love, you want to go out and have fun and adventures and be a thing together, cool. If you don't, fuck off. I'm not waiting anymore. I'm a commodity, man. I am. I know I am. I'm not your average dude, and that could be a plus or a negative. But I'm not waiting on anything anymore. I know I'm forced to wait on things like my book being fixed after it was released, missing three freaking chapters. Lovely. But I'm not waiting anymore. If my book doesn't ever come out, guess what? I'm not going to die, but I will get, will get my freaking money back. Anyway, I don't want to end off on a negative note. What else do I got on here? Oh, uh, yeah, I was talking about exploring Colorado. Oh, wait, 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 crap. I completely forgot over the last couple months. Oops, I knocked the microphone over. Over the last couple months, you guys have sent in some questions. <coughs> yeah, let's spend 10 minutes on this. What do you think? Uh, who is this? Let's say Rich. Zach. Oh, people still name their kids Zach. Who names their kids Zach? I think Saved by the Bell nipped that in the butt, didn't it? Anyway, Zach wants to know, uh, sorry, Zach. <laughs> Favorite board game? I don't know. I'm really into like uh, the card games lately. Like uh, uh, We're Not Really f- Strangers and Cards Against Humanity. Those are a lot of fun. It's not really a board game. A de- uh, game of Ham is pretty cool. Uh, again, it's kind of a board game, but not really. Um, it's a local game, Game of Ham, gameofham.com. Look them up. We did a review on them somewhere on this channel. Um, I used to like Sorry, of course, you know, the usual Monopolies and uh, 
stuff like that. I think Sorry was always my favorite because it was just easy, and you have to be kind of a dick to play it, and I've always been kind of a dick. Um, my kid and I like Racco. My mom liked Racco a lot. Um, Phase 10 is a lot of fun. I don't know. Skip Bow, Uno, all this stuff. I guess those are all card games, but who cares? Number two um, from RG. RG? RG. RG. Does Let's Go Brandon piss you off? Yeah, kind of does. It's my son's name. It's my name. Um, do I get violent about it? No. Will I say snarky responses if I see someone wearing the T-shirt? Yes. Again, I was at a Bucky's in Florida, I think it was, and there was a, they had matching shirts, these two old people, um, husband and wife, I imagine. Uh, luckily, two stupid people found each other. Uh, they, were, they had the Let's Go Brandon shirt. And um, I was dressed like Bucky the Beaver. And I saw them. I went, hey, pointing at their shirts going, I thought I was the one dressed like an idiot. And then I walked away and they just kind of looked at each other and went, he kind of like took a step and she kind of held him back because I was twice his size. Uh, It does help sometimes to be a large man. Um, Anyway, uh, every time I see stickers or any kind of merchandise in a store, I'll grab it and throw it in the dumpster or in the trash can. I think that's funny. It's just my way of getting back with him. Okay, well, you're an ignorant fuck, so you lost some money on this. Uh, there's, there's my favorite, probably shouldn't say this, but there's a store in town um, that has this one booth, and they always have like a stack of these Let's Go Brandon stickers. I always grab them, every one of them, and I toss them. That's just, I put them in the trash. Goodbye. You just lost uh, probably not a lot of money, but a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, if, if, if I, I get it, the Let's Go Brandon thing was funny. There was a crowd chanting. The commentators were trying to, uh, you know, mask it, whatever. I, that's kind of funny for a week. But that's really all that you've got. It's been years now. That's it? That's all you got? Come on. Come on. You're done. You're stupid. Anyway. Uh, does it piss me off? No. I don't get pissed off. I get... I, I just go on the offense. It's not being pissed off. And I'm not offended. I'm on the offense. Makes sense? There's a, there is a difference. Uh, Billy W. Oh, Bill White. Seen any good movies lately? Actually, last night I watched uh, Prey on Hulu, the Predator sequel. I wasn't expecting much. Problems with it. I would have rather it had been subtitled and spoke some kind of uh, native language. <laughs> Uh, the the lead the girl that's in there is she's phenomenally she's beautiful like great actress just but insanely beautiful like ugh like it kind of takes away from the movie a little bit like all the Native Americans in that movie were just smoking hot the dudes were like just amazing supermodel everybody was supermodels and um, funny enough all the white people you couldn't understand what they're saying I don't know what language that was maybe it was French or something but. It was like just unintelligible and just hideously ugly people. So, you know, but the, but the fact is nobody would have spoke English and they all would have been ugly. <laughs> simple, simple as that. I, maybe I'm just being too literal. It is Hollywood. It is a predator movie. It is whatever. I did not mind watching um, mid thunder is her last name. I, I don't know. Beautiful, unbelievably beautiful woman and uh, great actress. I don't mean to put those in that order. 
put it in whatever order you want to. You got to be so careful giving a compliment these days. That's another ball of wax. I won't get into that. Um, so yeah, Jade, uh, boy, what was that? Bill. Yeah. I just watched pray. I watched the, uh, train wreck documentary as well on Netflix about the 99 Woodstock. Fascinating. Like (laughs) they left probably, I imagine they left probably six hours of footage on the cutting room floor because they left out like most of the bands and just kind of talked to whoever I guess they could get a hold of. But it was just a fascinating documentary series and I highly recommend it. Best antique store and why from JJ. I know who JJ is. Um, God, I've seen so many cool ones uh, on the road. If I see the word antique mall, it has to say mall because an antique store can be very small and minute and usually full of old furniture and boring stuff, which I still stop and look because I'm a junkie for antique stores. I still like the one here in Colorado Springs. It's big. It's huge. But I'm, I've been there every other week for years, and I'm getting a little bored with it. I've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars, quite possibly thousands of dollars in this place, but I'm kind of bored with it. Um, I love finding new ones. Uh, Walnut, Iowa is the antique store capital of the world, apparently, and it has just a whole street of antique stores. Unfortunately, when I was there, most of them were closed. I will be going back soon, though. Um, yeah, I just keep finding like the brass armadillo in can. Uh, what was that? Was where was that? Nebraska, I think. There's there's a ton of them, and I love it when I stumble across a new one. It's just the big sign antiques, and you walk in, and it's like fifty thousand square feet of just vendors everywhere and booths and just cool stuff. I love antique stores, and I can't wait to uh, discover more on the next trip. Um, Rocky wants to know. This my old ref. Could be. I don't know. Do you still keep in? It's an ACW question. Do you still keep in touch with ACW wrestlers? I mean, some of them. Uh, through the wrestling business, I met and befriended and worked with hundreds, quite possibly over a thousand people. And I'd say I keep in touch with about twenty percent of them. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of them are passing away. Even ones that are like way younger than me, like Josh Michael or um, Joshua Powell. Uh, good friend, kept in touch with him. Um, I always had kind of like a big brother, little brother thing with him. And um, just passed away a couple weeks ago. I think I talked about that last time, but uh, it's heartbreaking. It's a father, you know, a kid's got to grow up without one now or without, you know, at least a legitimate one. Sad stuff. I hate it. And, uh, I still don't know why. It's, it's, it's kind of funny how we always want to know why. How did he die? It's none of our business. The fact is he's gone, and it sucks. And I was last night I was watching um, YouTube. If I have a secret link where I can watch all my old ACW shows, like hundreds of them. And first of all, I realized that I was a damn innovative booker. Two, I was a very good wrestler in the ring. Uh, and three... Uh, break. So many people have died. It's sad, man. I hate it. Uh, anyways, maybe we'll do a tribute show or something, but yeah, I still keep in touch with a lot of them. Cause you got to think ACW was in Colorado, then Texas, then, um, I mean, Oklahoma, then Texas, then Colorado. That's three entirely large wrestling circuits. And, uh, funny enough, I 
mainly I'm still friends with all the uh, Oklahoma and Texas guys. Then I got two questions here from Cindy, and I'm just going to end it with that. Uh, dumbest thing you've done today. Didn't go to the gym. Told myself I would, but I was up to 4.30 in the morning working last night, and I uh, woke up at around 11. Believe it or not, I got that much sleep, finally, uh, after getting maybe four hours for about a week straight, which is probably why I'm gaining weight and feeling like shit. Uh, sleep's important, people. So that's probably the dumbest thing I did, though. I did woke up and went, nope. <laughs> coffee and right back to work uh, oh man August and September are huge months for the Comic Con and huge months for me in general so um, gotta do what I gotta do but I really need to get to the gym or at least go for a damn walk or a hike or something Brandon get off your ass get out of this chair drives me crazy also I spent $10 on a phone game one of those in-app purchases type of thing that's probably the stupidest thing that I've done in a very long time then again, you bought the game. I have the game now. I can play it whenever Whenever I have a couple minutes when something's loading or something's, I'm waiting, whatever. It's, it's a fun game. It's called Two Dots or something. I don't know what it's called. Um, and then uh, Cindy also wanted to know, what, do you, what did you do today that you're very proud of, that you're most proud of? Um, Cindy, I'm a workaholic, and I'm doing this podcast right now. I'm getting this done. I'm, I did four editing projects yesterday today i plan on doing at least two uh i have a lot to do i have to return a toilet seat i have to uh <laughs> just this day-to-day stuff i got to do but on top of that there's you know the work stuff it doesn't matter if it's a saturday it doesn't matter what day of the week it is i work 24 7 i'm very proud of that i paid my rent today uh with money that i made doing what i do sitting here looking at this computer or being on the phone or whatever it is. That's how I make money. And I'm proud of myself for the last seven years of paying eight years, almost actually eight years this month of, um, paying all my bills with cameras, editing equipment and my creative and, you know, talents who can say that eight years, that's almost a decade of doing my own thing, paying my own way very proud of that and thank you for asking cindy those are good questions i like questions like that they're kind of open-ended but um oh man we're at an hour and 34 minutes okay so anyways uh go to youtube subscribe to the asai tv youtube page watch the asai tv life new episodes every monday and friday get asai tv right now i would just get it on asai tv.com it's only five bucks a month lots of huge changes coming some freaking day uh, but yeah, it's a huge, I just found out I have like a new thing I have to do for the network. That's going to take a very long time to get it done. I'm pretty pissed. Off. I'm, I'm pretty pissed off about this. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not what I was promised. It's not happening when I prom was, was promised. I'm done. I'm pissed at this point. It's like, I could put all of these shows on YouTube and make a freaking fortune. I could the site TV available on YouTube. Why aren't I doing that now? Just bypass everything. I'm literally giving it to the end of the year. If we're not up and running and doing everything that we said that we're doing by the end of this year, that's probably going to happen. I know that's breaking news, right? Anyways, um, but you can still get a side TV on a side TV.com or on Apple TV. And if you're lucky on Roku at the moment, um, it's frustrating, man. And then uh, what else? Just love each other. Be nice. Don't smoke. 
Stop being fat. Telling myself that too. I know Bill Maher did this whole thing about fat glorification and and body positivity and all that stuff. Guess what? If you're fat, you're probably going to die earlier. Is that really positive? No, it's not. Quit being fat. Lose weight. Stop eating as much crap. And I'm telling myself this too. I'm not saying it to other people. I'm saying it to myself. It's my only vice, man. Not addicted to women anymore. Don't give a shit at this point. But eating crappy, tasty food is like... It's my crack. And speaking of crack, I'm going to go take a poop and then end up after that poop with the cleanest butthole on the planet because of my amazing high-powered bidet. Love you guys. Uh, See you in about a week, and uh, take care of each other.